Hello everyone. This is James Wells, Carroll Consultant in Southern Ontario, and I'm one of the co-hosts of Embodied Divination, a sacred pilgrimage to activate your creative gifts, which is a five-week series that uh, some friends and I are doing beginning mid-January. And one of those wonderful friends is the person I'm having a chat with at this point, Melissa Lucia, who is an adventurer, an artist, a diviner, and the creator of one of my favorites, if not my favorite, non-tarot deck, the Oracle of Initiation. It's just gorgeous. So hello, Melissa. Hey, James. Happy to be here. Mm, happy to have you uh, chatting as the sun comes beaming in my window here. I think there's something enlightening that's going to be said. <laughs> <laughs> Good. And so um, speaking of highlights, um, that brings me to my first question to ask you about highlights in your divinatory work or in your life that brought you to this because you know, you're well respected in the creative work and the divinatory work you do. So what highlights or peak experiences have led you to where you currently are in your divinatory work? It's been quite a journey and um, I had just listened to the interview that you did with Carrie Paris that was absolutely wonderful, who's part of this embodied divination teleseminar. And she was speaking about being a child and recognizing divination in different ways and, and it pursuing her and calling her. And, and I feel the same way, that they're, mm. my German grandparents, it was as if I lived in a Grimm's fairy tale with them. It was a very interesting childhood. And they had boxes of little knickknacks and broken things and marbles and dominoes. And even as a child, I saw that they were illuminated, that I knew that they were magic. I, I had remembered on some level that level of animation in objects mm. and experiences. And so as an adult, really the, the major turning point for me, there was, of course, a long journey. It's, it's always a journey. To coming into yourself. I mean, that's our life's work. Uh -huh. The turning point for me really was when I went on a seven-year vision quest and ended up creating my oracle deck. And throughout that vision quest, there had been a tower card experience in my life, and I, I literally had to resurrect myself. I didn't want to be here anymore. And what ended up happening was this trust walk that I went on where I learned to trust my guides, my muses, the spirit, and myself. I mean, you know, that's the most important thing is to trust yourself and navigate from there. And so creating the Oracle of Initiation deck was this unbelievable life-altering pilgrimage across the world and creating these images that look like petroglyphs coming off of the cave walls. And so that, the turning point for me was when I was able to just get in my car and drive down roads and have a sense, oh, I should, take, I should turn right here, I should turn left here. And then I'd get out of my car. I'm a, I'm a nature fanatic. I'm a happy pagan. And <coughs> out, and I'd be excited like a little kid that there would be something that would be calling me. And so I would amble up that. A lot of this happened in New Mexico also. I would amble up that hill or I would you know, go along that path into the forest and I would find these incredible places, and then I, I would do the photo work that I would do alone that to me was co-created. So the turning point was really this whole process of training me to trust, to follow, and to open up 
and to feel safe and to play again. And um, it was incredible. So that, for me, and that's, um, to me, that's the essence of magic in, in some ways, is to be able to see and play with the illumination that is everything. Um, the mm. world, to me, is astonishingly beautiful. Um, it's also heartbreaking. It's, I'm not saying that I haven't absolutely been shattered. Have been quite a few times. You write about initiation, you're going to know initiation. But I for sure. It's exquisite. And so for me, the path is always, what is the next experience of beauty and magic and enchantment that I'm going to play with? Mm. Lovely. I love the sound of sacred play and uh, it's beautiful. Um, so on February 4th, uh, you're going to be doing your part of the teleseminar series. And February 4th um, is called The Medicine Walk with Your Muses. So what can you tell us about the muses? And uh, just for people's sake who may not have heard the term before, what is a medicine walk? Hmm. Well, the muses to me, uh, the way that I look at creativity, and, and you know, this is, this is the way I see the world. We all get to figure out how we look at the world, and it also changes for me. New information comes in, and I integrate it, and I go, oh, actually, that feels more resonant to me. But the way that I look at things these days is mm-hmm. that there is the potential of co-creation between the worlds. And when I say between the worlds, I believe that there is this place where we are all energy and we are all connected, and then we're down here in bodies where we are having this experience of feeling separate and feeling isolated, as well as coming back to feeling connected. And so, to me, the muse is, is another word, putting a form, putting a personality, putting an energy onto this potential of creating between the worlds. And so, and I do have very distinct experiences of distinct spirits distinct guides, but also to me it's, it's overall, it's the creative font, it's the channel where all inspiration comes from, and then we humans take that spark of inspiration, which to me is, is pure potential, spirit, God, whatever you want to call that, and we somehow bring that through us and bring things into the world, but that it's a co-creation. And so for me, your muses are your guard, uh, your guides and your guardians, the ones who know what the unique energies and potentials that can come through you are. And so when you work with them, it's, it's, I wouldn't say they're your bosses because you're co-creating, but they're on your team. And so when you're doing something new, you're opening up to what they know that you may not have realized on a conscious level yet. And then you're bringing projects and ideas and energies through. And so the medicine walk piece of it, medicine walks are the more feminine version of a vision quest. To me, a vision quest is incredibly intense. You're nude, you're starving, you're humbling yourself, and and sometimes you get thrown into vision quests. You have no choice. Mm -hmm. Um, But a medicine walk is a more feminine, gentle, quiet, nurturing form of the vision quest where uh, one of my teachers, Valerie Wolf, uh, 
spoke of it this way, and it really resonated with me, where women would be on the land picking berries or washing clothes down at the creek by themselves, and they'd have these ecstatic experiences or the spirits would come to them, and that it didn't always have to be you were an inch from death to have the spirits impart information upon you. And so a medicine walk is a place where you can go and walk through the forest in your neighborhood and look for signs and listen to messages. It, it can be something that you go away for the weekend and have an experience where you turn off the phone and somebody else takes care of the kids and you just follow your own rhythms and you feed what you need. So for me, I'm pretty intense and I have had a really intense past. So there's a part of me that craves that intensity and the medicine walk is, is a balm to me. It's a slow down. It doesn't all have to be hard. Let's be in the rhythm and the beauty of things. Right. So instead of crying for a vision, you're opening to a vision. I love that. Yes. Mm, nice, nice. And uh, one, one thing I'm doing uh, with these interviews, as people are probably catching on to by now, is uh, using a card and I'm going to pick from the Toss Tarot deck to create the third interview question. So let's see what we get. And we have the Four of Discs, which has the keyword power. So it's a very practical suit, and there's a great deal of power in here. So this inspires me to ask the question, what usable power... What usable power will people tap into through what you offer in your session, your teleseminar? The usable power they'll tap into. What will it be, do you think? Well, um, my sense about that would be that there will be a clearer recognition of some of the spirits or energies who are wanting to work with them. Because we... Um, depending on if you look at the world this way, we all have guides and guardians, animals and angels and ancestors, and that there may be some historical guides, some that you're aware of, who want to work with you on some new projects or potentials, but there also may be some new unanticipated spirits who are available to take you in a direction that you haven't gone before. And so part of what we're going to do in my Medicine Walk with Your Muses journey is look at some of the pieces of listening and receiving information, but also who might be calling for your attention now because they're really in resonance with who you have become and where you're going to be going. And so there's going to be a really um, a, a juicy potential to to see who wants to dance with you right now. I mean, I actually am I'm kind of shaking a little bit. I, I'm getting excited. And, and James, I have to tell you something about this. <laughs> so yesterday morning, I will um, go on journeys and visions to determine which projects want to get my attention because, honestly, there is so much inspiration that flows through this little body that mm -hmm. sometimes well, most of the time, I have to figure out where to focus my energy. I'm one of those people who is a, a nonstop idea machine, but hmm. you can't do them all. You're not going to be able to earth them all. And so yesterday I did a vision, because um, vision journeying, because there was a few major projects that have been pulling at me 
but I, I'm not sure that I'm going to be able to give all of them the energy that I really want to. So I had about five potentials. And at the beginning of the journey for one of the potentials, a workshop that I'm going to do at the beginning of October in Seattle, there was this vision of this four-legged table with these big posts, and three of the posts were in place, and they were solid, and they were fantastic, and one of them wasn't there yet. The fourth post was something that was, was going to be recognized and that would really let me know, bam, it's time to move forward with this. You know what to do. And so this is prophesized, this card, the four of discs. You know, that's, that's ground uh, on a solid four-legged table. So I just wanted to tell you that because I thought it was gorgeous. Oh, good. Yeah, because in, in this card, it's like a castle with uh, four towers holding it together. So Nice. <clears throat> good. So that's going to be a powerful experience to take people through that medicine walk, meet them, meet their muses, meet those beings, those energies that are partnering with them, and, and really earthing it, as you say. Uh, so that's very cool. So um, would you like to offer something in this moment for people to try out an experience, a meditation, a ritual, an activity of some kind, just to give them a taste? Absolutely. Um, part of this whole journey in an enormous way, in an essential way for me, was learning how to listen and how to decipher how messages and signs and information come to me. Because it's going to be different for different people, and we all have different archetypes and symbols and different worldviews, so that I may get a, a symbol that comes to me that means something completely different than it does to you, James. And so part of what I would love to have people do if they want to do this, is to, in the next day or so, be open to if there is a muse that wants to present themselves, get a little bit of jump start on the workshop, and look for this in all sorts of curious ways. Because what we're really looking for with the listening, and the listening is not only with your ears, the listening is with every faculty that you have, listen and feel for the animation, for the recognition that, oh, there's something more here. There's something that's pulling me. Because, you know, we see animals all the time. Every animal isn't a message to you. Some animals are just doing their thing. They're being an animal. But sometimes that animal is a potent message. And because so many of us live in urban environments now, Sometimes the message needs to come in a way that we wouldn't classically have received it, such as an eagle on the side of a truck. Well, to me, particularly if I'm headed towards an event that's important or a pilgrimage or something's going on, I just got eagle spirit talking to me, even if it was on the side of a truck. So watch your dreams, and it could be your children's toy, something on TV and a book, and... See who wants your attention and then sit with, in a really open way, what could this mean? What, what could this mean about what, what I've been dreaming of, what I've been desiring, what's been floating around in my psyche, what, what I'm afraid to recognize that I really want to do? How might this be the guide and the support to help me step into being the person who could carry that? So it's, it's a treasure hunt, James. It's absolutely 
spirit to me, it's it's life is one big treasure hunt, and and we're looking for what the magic is that feeds us, and then we get to share whatever gifts come out of that. Beautifully put. Life is treasure hunt. Divination is treasure hunt. Um, I, I'm looking forward to the treasure hunt you lead us on on February 4th. It's going to be gorgeous. Thank you, Melissa. Thanks, James. Uh, where can people find you online, by the way? Well, um, the, the main place, particularly for the Oracle deck, is um, www.oracleofinitiation.com, and there's a lot of images and information and interviews and all sorts of good stuff. I'm also quite active on Facebook. I have a Melissa Lucia page. You can come and friend me. And I also have an Oracle of Initiation page. I do a blog that is about my journeys and spiritual transformation. And you can find out about my latest workshops there. So there's um, all sorts of good places you can find me. All right, good. Well, please uh, do look for Melissa when you're online, everybody. And if you would like to sign up for the Embodied Divination Series, a sacred pilgrimage to activate your creative gifts, please do contact me at circleways.james at gmail.com. And if you feel like, yes, I already know that I'm signing up for this, you can send a PayPal payment for $150, and that gives you the recordings, gives you the calls themselves, it gives you the handouts, all sorts of extra goodies that all five of us are giving out. Uh, you can send that PayPal payment to the same email address, circleways.james at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. <laughs>